<laughs> all right. All right. So you want to hear my holiday right. opens? Uh, yes. Which one do you want to use yeah. for the ho- open? It doesn't have to be an open per se, but one one for the um, beginning and one for the end. You know, I mean, if you want, play this. Play the other one today or tomorrow. Listen to that piccolo. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know here with his little pinkies. <laughs> it, well, I mean, the flute. It's missing a violin and possibly a bass. I'm not sure. It's not that loud. So which one do we like? Um, I kind of like the first one more. Okay, honestly, let's try the first one. I guess. Sure. And welcome back. Welcome back. Episode twenty-five. <laughs> Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, What's going on? A little en- enthusiastic over here. Obviously, too many sugar cookies <sighs> roaming around after the holidays. Do you want to use the show open, the original one still? Well, yes. Okay. And then that one. And then hit the open. Will do. Okay. Are you ready for it now? That, yes. Okay. Now okay. would be a good time. Thank you. Appreciate that, Kyle. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly, we're all recovering from the holidays. Hi, and welcome to the Kent Now podcast. I'm Mayor Dana Ralph. In this podcast, you will hear from city leaders, city workers, and engaged residents. We discuss local news, current events, and provide educational and engaging content for the Kent resident who wants to stay plugged into our community. Thanks for listening. Now here are our hosts, Josh Mossberg and Tracy Taylor. Episode number 25. We are back with another episode, Holiday Edition, Tracy. I love the Holiday Edition because this means, you know, pretty packages with big red bows, mm-hmm. lots of cookies, mm-hmm. lots of family and friend time. And the, um, the, the tinsel. <gasps> yeah. I love, I love that stuff. Do you? Okay. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. You know, break out the tinsel and you- I know it's going down. Totally. Right? And your cats probably love that tinsel. <laughs> What? I mean, tinsel, yep. well, we need to make sure that the cats don't eat the tinsel. It is bad for well, the insides. That's up to them. Okay. Um, but I could get them like a tinsel ball or something. What? Well, tinsel, how am I going to regulate not, whether the cats eat the tinsel? Because like, you what don't. What am I going to do? Install a, tw- a 24-7 tinsel security system? Yes. Tinsel's the, uh, is, I, I can't, it's the worst <laughs> holiday decoration. What? It is. It really I, is. My grandparents... They dig they, their tree. Slander. Like one of the only <laughs> things they put on their tree is massive amounts of tinsel. Of course. And, and they were the basic, it was the icicle tinsel, right? Oh my God. It's a nightmare to clean up. It is. It's everywhere. It's so hard. Yeah. It's everywhere. But I can't it's never so use it all. festive. It's pretty. Yeah. And pretty. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind it. I like to look at it, but I sure as heck don't like to clean up after it. I don't it. either. No, no, thank you. I'll, I will pass. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it is for the Can't record. You, what if you just get a vacuum? You can definitely get a vacuum. You can definitely do it that way. That's it's what I end up defaulting to. Some, yeah. So I'm like, I'm yeah. not picking this up. Sometimes wrong. it's difficult to get out of your vacuum as oh. well because it gets wrapped up in that little brushy thing on the bottom of the vacuum mm-hmm. and then you're having to take the scissors to it and then all of a sudden you're pulling hair out of and tinsel oh, out of everywhere. Goodness. Yeah, it's it's a process, Josh. Yeah. It's a process. Okay. Okay. I bring in the shop vac for all that nonsense. Yeah. Okay, so we've had our Thanksgiving and now we're at full swing holidays. Who did some shopping? Oh, Josh? 
Definitely. Uh, yeah, I didn't do any Black Friday shopping or okay. anything like that because, okay. you know, I'm not trying to get trampled. I did do some Cyber Monday shopping. I love it. Um, so, you know, jumped on Amazon after work, did a little looking around, had a few ideas going into it. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And yeah, so I walked away with a fire extinguisher. <gasps> oh, Wait, I was really not exactly for, what you hold, were. Hold on, can we let's <laughs> let's, let's, let's try let's try that again. I want a drum roll. Do we have a drum roll? Mm -hmm. I, I walked away with Kyle. You need to be ready. Okay, got it. Drum I got roll. it. Ready? Drum roll. Hey, fires! It's a long <laughs> drum roll. It is fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! A fire extinguisher. Yeah. I love that. Well, I just noticed like I didn't have one. In my apartment, I, like my apartment has a sprinkler system and all that, but I was like, you know what? I should do that. And then I just kind of went on a whole like, oh, fire extinguisher. What else do I, maybe I need like a portable battery Oh, or like a, with a solar panel or something. I'm mm -hmm. not going like mm -hmm. full prepper mm -hmm. or anything like that, but sure. it'd be nice to have like a bigger battery. So I was looking at some of those. Didn't quite find what I was looking for. So I didn't end up getting that. Okay. Um, I've had some package thieves <gasps> no. lately oh. and so what I did is I bought like I wasn't gonna just you know spend on like a ring or anything like that but sure. I got like kind of a cheaper one mm. and I'm thinking like maybe just the idea of it there is mm -hmm. it would be enough I mean it, it still works obviously right but it's not you know the fancy one I think that's what makes um, sours the holidays is those um package thefts people just be out there uh, on the prowl. Yeah, they do. You know, no shame. You know the best, other than that um, that YouTube engineer who yeah, created that guy. glitter bomb mm -hmm. thing? Yep. Other than that, one of the best deterrents I've seen so far for package thieves um, is the night vision motion activated sprinkler. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like that. You, it's, it's fantastic. Do you have it? I, I talked Steven to buying one. Stop it. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh. I showed him the thing and it was... Pretty cool. So, okay. Yeah, okay. Works really well. I love that. And it's got a little night vision thing on it too, so it can. It's a pulsating one. So ta -ta 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 -ta, one of those Sweet. guys. <laughs> yeah. Good time. I appreciate. I'm going to come back to Josh though because I appreciate the fact that you're being prepared and buying yourself a fire extinguisher. Yeah. But there's, mm -hmm. I have questions. Okay. So are we setting stuff on fire as we cook? Because remember, the chicken was vibing at one mm -hmm. time and that got a little brown. Well, that but, that one that one yeah that one thing goes. You know, you turn it up past four and it just goes. Bananas, right? Wow. <laughs> they, had, they had the receipts. Like, <laughs> we, um, we pay attention. You, we they, hear you, They're Josh. paying attention. I feel. I do feel heard and seen. But no, uh, I have not been causing any fires. It's, you know, it's more just like, I don't know, man. Your Boy Scout training? Safety. Yeah, totally. I'm just trying to be safe I get out it. here. No, I, I appreciate that. Be prepared. A, a grease fire can be happen. Be prepared. Exactly. And a grease fire can happen at any time yeah. on any stove surface. Spontaneously. Absolutely. Even sometimes when there's no grease, they could just... <laughs> Just, just a grease just fire. All of a sudden, just, just out of exist, just comes into existence. Combustion right there. Yes. <laughs> Watch out. Just start that. <laughs> and remember, don't throw water on a grease fire. Oh gosh, no mm, baking okay. soda. Oh boy. Just yeah. All that all that grease you have from from your bacon stuff. Don't set it on fire. No. To get rid of it, we're actually going to have a guest on later to tell tell us a bit about how we deal with that mm -hmm. um, and how to keep our pipes clean, but. 
Yeah. Very informative. Looking forward to that. Uh, okay, so let's talk Wait, about... Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Uh, why am I the only one talking about my... What, your Cyber purchases? Monday and Black Friday your shopping? Your purchases? Um, yeah. Do you want to know what I bought? Here, hang on. Let me pull Yes, up. but I'm also scared. You should be. Um, Can I guess? Yeah. Is hang- it like a Taylor Swift thing? It is not. Oh. I was like pretty I mean, sure I was going to be right. <laughs> no, uh, it is not a Taylor Swift thing. However, okay. um, I wanted to, but I showed some restraint and decided not you. to. Yep. So in my uh, in my orders, my Amazon orders, uh, I have dog bones for the dogs. Nice. I have mm-hmm. some cleaning stuff. I have a new book. Okay. Um, a dress, a coat, and some shoes. Wow. Yeah. So how did we go from the dog bone to the to the shoes? Like what um, tell me about that journey. Well, I mean, the dogs have stockings. (laughs) Santa needs to fill the stockings, right? So um each of I needed to do stocking stuffers. Um the obviously the dress and the coat are for myself. Uh the shoes would be for the hubs. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And he he thought they might be for the dogs no. for a bit Well, there. I mean, it's tempting <laughs> mm-hmm. because, you know, it's cold outside and you don't want to hurt their little... It has been very cold. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. fun. So, but nonetheless, yes, shopping has been accomplished. I think we're good. I truly think we're good. And uh, everybody else is getting gift cards. So, Sweet. <laughs> there's that. Love However, that. all of my coworkers are getting homemade gifts this year. Oh, wow. Oh, very so nice. You're um, y'all in for a real treat. Looking oh, forward to that. that. I bet you are. And do an unboxing video. Top, then. top the Snackle All Box. Right. Yep. So, so, <laughs> no, you cannot top the Snackle Box. Mm-hmm. There was no refills either, just so you know. <laughs> I <laughs> thought about it. I mean, box. I even gave you guys that option if you <laughs> I mean, wanted. Well, they, they tried to bring it back. And like, can we get a yeah, uh, whether there are or are not refills, there needs just put the disclaimer in there so there's no <laughs> confusion this time. <laughs> Got it. Noted. Fantastic. So since we're talking about the holidays, do we have uh, favorite holiday movies? One that sticks out in your mind? Christmas Vacation, for sure. Okay. Uh, Die Hard. Christmas movie, (gasps) right? Really? I love that you thought that's a Christmas movie because I, too, believe that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I'm on on team Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Kyle, thoughts? I, I mean, like I said, I don't watch Die Hard though around Christmas. Sorry, guys. That's why? It's not, not my not my jam. But why? It's a Christmas movie. Uh, because I I'm, feel like Kyle's I'm more watching of a uh, OG Rudolph or Re- Re- Reindeer. Hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Those are definitely on. Pull out every time. Have to blow off the VHS player to even get them to work right. <laughs> nice. <you know? laughs> Josh, do you the know run. what a VHS is? Yes, Tracy. Okay, I do know what a VHS <laughs> is. Oh gosh, shots fired. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> those, okay. those classics are the best though the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer um, the Santa Claus coming to town those ones from you know the 50s or what have you are, those are my favorite the Claymation mm-hmm. those are the best man I love that I feel, I feel like I have some like really old repressed memory of being scared of one of like while watching one of those it was like I don't remember which one it was, but they were like out in the North Pole and it was like dark and stormy and like someone got lost. You mean it was thick as pea soup? Yes. In Bumble's bounce. And I was going to say, Kyle and I know exactly <laughs> the one you're talking about right now. Yeah, really? Santa yep. Claus there was like some Yeti. Ab- yeah. yes. Abominable. Yes. It's abominable. Yes. Scary. I, that scared me. I don't he remember becomes, what, how he's old a nice I was guy. when I watched it, but. He becomes a nice guy. He, he is scary nice for guy? a minute there, but okay. Bumble's bounce, just so you know. He bounced back. <laughs> uh, and and then him. some, totally. 
Cool. All right, so let's get into some city business, Josh. I yes. know that we had some great things happen at the last Kent City Council meeting. We did. Um, you know, it might be the end of the year, but we are still busy. Uh, the council and our staff are still working hard for our residents. Mm -hmm. At the last Kent City Council meeting, the city council unanim unanimously approved uh, Mayor Ralph's proposed biennial budget adjustment. Um, so now that that budget adjustment has been adopted... Um, that's going to be governing, you know, the the allocations for 2024. Nice. And uh, essentially, you know, this was a not like a full budget, right? Just to clarify for our listeners, it's a budget adjustment. So um, it's going to continue to support and fund all of the programs and services that the city provides that were included in the biennial budget that were, was passed last November. Mm -hmm. But just, you know, moving some things around, accounting for new or shortfalls of revenue in certain areas. Um, there are some new um, allocations and investments that we talk about on our social media. You can check those out there. Mm -hmm. uh, but overall, pretty minimal um, status quo and really just, you know, trying to um, uh, continue to meet the level of service that the city has while not uh, spending out of our means. And we also adopted the 2024 legislative agenda and a 2023 tax levy, too. So big things happening with uh, not only the mayor, but our Kent City Council. Absolutely. And we will be sharing more information about that legislative agenda um, once the new year comes around. So you can look forward to that. Uh, that's basically just, you know, what the city is hoping happens in Olympia, what we would like to see our state legislators do. Um and the kind of legislation we'd like to see pass for Kent residents. All right. And another big thing that's happening, obviously, it's winter time. And so we're thinking of ways to keep the kids busy, right? So our Kent Parks Department have put out their new winter rec guide. And you should have that in your mailbox now. If you don't, you can go check it out at mykentparks.com. And you can register your little ones for some really fun things, too, starting on uh, Tuesday, December 5th, 8 a.m. Yep. Registration opens up. And a lot of, I mean... I was actually kind of flipping through that. There's some really good things for us adults too. Yeah. Yeah. There's cooking classes, you guys. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize I just the, the scope of what our parks department offers. Um, stuff for adults and seniors. Mm -hmm. Plenty of stuff. Looking forward to it. Uh, all right. We had some observances this last Tuesday at um, our Kent City Council meeting. Uh, Native American Heritage Month. We had Arbor Day and Small Business Saturday. Our city's Charitable Contributions Committee presented Children's Therapy Center with a nine, a little over $9,000 check fundraised by all of our city employees. We do a fun thing every uh, fall where we do like cook-offs and stuff like that. Um, little silent auctions here and there too. And all of the money goes to really, really remarkable charities here in our area. And um, for residents, if you are looking for an opportunity to get involved in something similar to give back, uh, Kent Station has partnered with Seeds of Hope. And so the Giving Tree is ongoing at Kent Station as part of the holiday celebration. Uh, you can go there, check that out, and also check it out on their website. And we have a couple of new things too. Uh, one thing to be excited about is we have new appointments to our DEI board and grants were authorized for the East Hill North Community Park and Springwood Park. And Josh, one more program that our Kent police department had come up with. Uh, it's called Take Me Home. And if you 
have a family member who has, I want to say, dementia, early dementia. We have memory loss. There's Alzheimer's. Uh, Even younger children, too, can take advantage of this program. Um, Take Me Home is what you do is you register your parent, your child, or whatnot into this database. It is accessible to our Kent PD staff that's out in the field. If they run into a lost child or a, um, in this case, is somebody with Alzheimer's that had walked away from where they live and they don't remember how to get home. And somebody calls and says, you know, who is this? Do you remember your name? It has all of this information in a database. And that database is accessed by our police department and can get them back home safely. It's great. Do you guys do a Giving tree? Do you guys do one of those? <clears throat> adopt a family? Uh, adopt a family? Or adopt a, you know, adopt I, a kid for the holidays? You know, we used to do that as a family, but now more so we we do it here in the community. Mm. We just like, we'll go to, for instance, we'll go to Kent Station. We'll pick a couple of uh, tags off the tree mm-hmm. and buy coats or what what is needed. Um, right. my, my thing is reading. And I will always buy books. I think you can never... I, I love the gift of a book, mm-hmm. period, end of story. So that's kind of my jam. That's unique, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll probably go over to Kent Station, grab something off the giving tree. I was um, was raised by a family that, you know, very much cared about that stuff. I still remember, mm-hmm. you know, going out with some of my, my friends. My dad would take um, me and some of my friends out during Thanksgiving, and we would... Um, you know, go out, distribute things, help out with meals and all that. So it always feels good to give back and to um, really helps you to feel like you're part of the community. Mm-hmm. And we're also getting ready for a shop with a cop too. So that's going to be fun. And there's ways that you can donate to that as well. All right, Tracy, joining us on this special holiday episode mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. edition, yes. as we're calling it. I love it. Um, and keeping with the theme of the holiday season, the festivities, the vibes, there's a lot of uh, you know tasty treats and and good food that's that's cooking up in the kitchen. You talking about? I love the bacon. Give me all of the bacon. <laughs> you make some holiday bacon. Yeah, why not candied bacon? Have yeah. you never had no, candy? Yeah, oh, exactly. Okay. Oh jeez. So with the fogs. Fogs. See, are we? Is this a new acronym? New acronym. Alert. I love it. Oh, you know what we need <laughs> What's for, that? Uh, for the new year? Yeah. And I'm sure our listeners will appreciate this. We need a new acronym button. <gasps> a sound. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Kyle, yeah. we're, that, you're it'll, assigned. It'll be like new acronym alert. Mm-hmm. Beep, beep, beep. You know. <laughs> Kyle's, okay. Kyle's on that. I'll get on it. Totally. The fats, oils, and greases. Mm-hmm. Uh, here from our Public Works Environmental Engineering Group is Heather Martin to talk about how we deal with these sneaky little slimy substances substances love it heather thanks for joining us thank you for having me so (laughs) we were just talking about holiday bacon if you're Mm -hmm. making some holiday treats at your house what are you making Ooh, traditional uh recipes uh grandma's uh scotcheroos oh Wow. Uh, Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, I, I do a lot a of baking. Lot. I I love to bake and I love to share the baked goods with people. Try not to eat it. Mm, um, that's the challenge. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We uh, smoke a lot of meat and a lot of uh, you know traditional meals and a lot of good appetizers wrapped in bacon. So if we're smoking <laughs> a lot of meat, we don't have a whole lot of fat and oil that comes from that, do we? Uh, no, it usually goes in a drip drip container. Sure, and then you can you know cool it and. Get rid of it. Nice. So what do we do with our fats, oils, and greases from our holiday cooking? Well, just like we were talking about, the 
the holidays are full of uh, traditional recipes and we tend to have large gatherings and everybody's kind of letting their guard down with counting calories, Mm -hmm. right? So uh, we have all these fun things and and not so traditional, but we have deep frying turkeys Mm -hmm. and we, you know, some people will uh, wrap their Twinkies and bacon or all their appetizers (laughs) and bacon. So we have all this grease, right? So we need to worry about it. And uh, unfortunately, with large gatherings and and cooking all of this fun, festive food, we have a lot of extra fats, oils, and grease and food scraps, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And with that, we have to be real conscious of how we uh, dispose of that, right? So with that, uh, we like to encourage people to uh, dry wipe all their pots and pans and scrape all those extra scraps in the garbage. Um, and with, you know, the grease, you know, make sure that they can, uh, take care of that by putting it in a, in a jar, like a peanut butter jar, um, cooling it. Some people freeze it, um, then they can put a tight lid on it and put it in the trash. Okay. So why is it not okay to stick that grease down the sink? So think of grease, uh, like a bad cholesterol or a fatty acid that clogs arteries in the human body. Okay. Uh, the grease, when you uh, discharge that down your sink, you know, you're adding hot water and soap, um, it further down the line, it, it tends to uh, collect on the walls and coat the lining of all your plumbing. And over time, with food scraps adhering to the walls, um, it will the, the plumbing will get smaller and smaller, and eventually it'll lead to a blockage. And that's, it's not a good thing, especially during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, that blockage could lead to a very expensive, smelly backup into your home. Ew. Or it could go further down the line into our city's sanitary sewer mm-hmm. um, and cause a sanitary sewer overflow, which is really harmful to the environment, our water quality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that does it, not sound like a situation no. we want to be in. <laughs> no. Not even during the holidays either. No. Definitely I mean, no not. time's a good time. Um, but no time. with with the extra uh, festive holiday cooking uh, for larger groups and gatherings, uh, we tend to go all out, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of food. Um, and a lot of the waste can end up down your drain, uh, which is a bad thing. Well, sure. I have a question for you. Um what is your do you have like a go-to method that you use like when you're ready to um to get rid of all that waste that could be harmful to the plumbing uh do different people have different ways of like getting rid of it or storing it are there like let's say someone doesn't want to have a mason jar maybe of grease in there just chilling in in the cupboard (laughs) right i mean i don't know (laughs) yeah (laughs) what would you do with it in that situation you know real proactive as you're cooking um scrape all your scraps and grease into the garbage. Um, you can collect it in a can and cool it um, and put it in the, the trash. Say if you're deep frying a turkey and you have a large sum of yeah. grease, um, you can mix kitty litter or sawdust oh. in it um, so that it will, you know, there's no free liquid and then put it in a, you know, a sealed container and dispose of it. Okay. I keep thinking when you just said sawdust and kitty litter, it's not like, oh, okay, that's going to soak it all up and then I can go dump it in the woods. You actually need to put it into something safer and then dispose of it. So like, don't take it out to the middle of nowhere and think that it's okay to just leave it there. Right. You know, that's going to attract rodents. Um, it can uh, 
people could, who knows, know, you know, they could run over it with right. their cars. They can, um, which then it could get down our storm drains, you know, once it rains mm -hmm. and um, who what knows. If what if I uh, have a neighbor I really don't like? Could I like take that like, super hot <laughs> grease and just like... Dump it right into there. <laughs> That's probably, a that, yeah, we no. wouldn't recommend that. Uh, no, Pro probably not a good problem. That's um, it's the official That's position not the holiday of the city spirit. that we it's... don't recommend that. So I got a I got a Boy Scout trick for you, Mossberg. You might oh, enjoy this one. Okay, let's hear it. You can take a um, and this is what I do. Um, we take just a soda can, mm -hmm. and you can take a uh, a regular can opener. Yep, and just click Open it onto it the up. top, mm -hmm. and it'll cut the entire rim, the whole top of the can right off right mm -hmm. and if you do it i forget which side you either do it from the top or from the side it creates it so it doesn't have a sharp edge too and then we use that to dispose all of our bacon grease in and just gradually just pour it up you know when we're done nice empty it in there wipe it clean like you said dry wipe with a paper towel toss it away so not only are you taking care of your grease but you're also repurposing repurposing mm -hmm. yes. a repurposing. soda can mm -hmm. totally love 100%. that but i'm gonna channel my grandma right now and go why are you wasting such good fat why wouldn't you make that more stuff with it yes. sometimes yeah. yeah i've used i've used bacon grease that we've saved because it's you know we dump it and i fill it up i don't just dump it and throw it straight away right you know i let it fill up and so it sits on top of the sits on top of the stove and i have definitely like this is a little dry you know, yeah, I, I tend to some bacon uh, fat into it. add my bacon mm -hmm. grease to like potato salad, yeah. <gasps> Ooh. you know, or oh, give, wow. you know, mix it in my dog's dry dog food, give them mm -hmm. a little extra yeah. holiday oh. treat. Spoiled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, they sell bacon grease on the shelf in the store. You can walk in the store right now and buy jars of someone's it. bacon grease. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure it's someone's. I'm sure it's manufactured well, from yes. by someone. Well, okay, I get that. I think I keep hearing my mom when I was a kid with when she would do hamburger helper. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. bake or the hamburger grease, and she would run the hot water and then dump the grease down the drain. Ooh. Obviously, that's a big no-no. It sure is, and especially with you know a little bit of Dawn soap, it just sends it right down the drain, um, which then. Eventually, it, it cools and it collects further down the line. So it's you're just sending the problem further down the line. And, you know, Tracy, I want to add, too, that not only, um, you know, we're talking about bacon grease and there's all the meat, you know, smoke and meats and mm -hmm. everything. It's also all of your uh, dairy products, you know, oh, your sour oh. cream and your milk and cheese and uh, dressings and gravy. So all of these different um fun, festive uh, treats that we have during the holidays. It ends up on our plates and we're not just cleaning the pots and pans. We're also, we have leftover on our plates or leftovers in the fridge and we get rid of that and people tend to add a little Dawn. Sure. And, and think it's down. okay. And people have um, garbage disposals. So um, those are actually um, for restaurants in Kent, our city code bans, um, Garbage disposals. Really? Because people tend to just use them as a garbage pit, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So now they're adding uh, not only all the, the fog, fats, oils, and grease, mm -hmm. but they're adding the food scraps right. and, and garbage and, and whatever down. else. And so that can cause a big problem in our sanitary sewer. Josh, wow. no more putting your ranch down the drain, okay? My ranch? Yeah. How did you know? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I definitely don't do that. All right. So obviously you can't compost fats, oils, and greases. Well, do you have any, like, do you have any preventative um, maintenance stuff or potentially for people that, you know, like do a vinegar baking soda dump or something like that to help clean the pipes or anything like that? 
really the pre- best preventive maintenance is not putting is it down. Yeah, not putting <laughs> yeah, it down yeah. your drain. Yeah. Even yeah. not just your drain, but people think, oh, I'll just put it down my toilet or, <gasps> what? you know. Whoa. Right? Whoa. Yeah. Same drain. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can have a whole other episode on what not to flush down your toilet. Oh, no, well, goodness. since we're here. No, I'm just <laughs> Yikes. Well, there's a lot of things that go down the garbage and there's really two, three things that should go down, right? Okay. Can you mm-hmm. guess them? Three things that go down the drain. Only thing that can go down your toilet. Uh, human stuff. Solid yep. waste. Yep. Human okay. stuff. Um, <laughs> Water. So your goldfish. So your dead goldfish. <laughs> and toilet paper. And toilet paper. Okay. Yeah. Don't put the flushable uh, wipes, wipes down there. Yeah. Oh, they say, why? No. They say that they're just, you know, that they'll break down, but just don't do it. Please mm-hmm. don't. don't do our, it. our sewer guys will really thank you. Uh, no... Nothing like that. So can't even imagine. Ooh. Yeah, I've seen some of the photos of what <gasps> Stop. Like Have comes you really? out. It's not not great to <laughs> it's, look at. It's, it's not great. That is not a good uh, Christmas call out for those guys. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh my gosh, no kidding. Um nice. what else do you think that we need to alert our public about fats, oils, and greases? Well, I was gonna go back to your question about mm. um the compost. Okay. And that's mm. a really important one. Um, if they do add grease to that, it will contaminate it and, you know, that'll cause problems at the oh. disposal facilities. Okay. Okay. So make mm. sure not to do that. Um, otherwise, uh, the biggest thing is to be really conscious about uh, when you're cooking, do those preventive measures in your, your kitchen and uh, make sure to recycle mm-hmm. um, and dry wipe your pots and pans and and just remember to Cool it, can it, and trash it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Cool it, yeah. can it, and trash it. I want a sticker. It says that. <laughs> that should totally. Be a <laughs> Just because I, I'm curious. What about women's cosmetics? Is there, I mean, there's oils and whatnot and greases like in lip balm and um, foundation. Yeah, that's and- what uh, that's what they use grease for. Like from uh, when they take grease from restaurants, they break it down all into cosmetics and Animal food, you okay. know, food for animals. and um, It's nice to know. Nice. I've got stuff splattered all over my face. That's yeah, from, cheeseburger yeah. grease all Sweet. over Sweet. I love that. That <laughs> explains a lot. <laughs> it truly does. <laughs> so not only cosmetics, but even coffee. Coffee beans have oils, you know. Mm-hmm. And if just everybody, you know, even if everybody added only a tablespoon mm-hmm. of oil down the drain, just think of all the citizens in Kent. Um, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it adds up and... Um, it can cause problems. It's 130,000 tablespoons. Yeah. So to avoid <laughs> potentially expensive repairs, mm-hmm. to avoid forcing our public works crews to go out there and deal with a sewer blockage backup, just do your part. And right. Make sure you dispose of those fats, oils, and greases Properly. correctly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Please. We certainly appreciate you stopping into the pod, Heather. Thank you. You bet. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Josh, Winterfest is here, finally. It's Winterfest time. This weekend here at uh, just downtown Kent. It's going to be fun. Fun for the whole family. The whole family. We've got, what, the Christmas Rush Run? 5K, 10K for the um, active people in our community. (laughs) Active, the athletic active people. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, we've also got Santa and Mrs. Claus. We've got the Grinch. A big thank you to our Kent Lions for helping our Kent Parks Department with this fun, fun 
day in downtown. We've got our Christmas tree lighting. We've got mm, kind of some be things. Booths, yeah, food, yeah, lights, and a great time. It's going to be happening Saturday, December second. Mm-hmm. Second. From 3 to 7.30 p.m. Yep, we're looking forward to it. I know uh, the, the forecast is a little iffy, all right? But that should not stop you from coming down and checking out some of the holiday activities. Uh, I believe there is going to be a hot cocoa booth. I know our Kent Parks Department is going to do some fun little uh, things, too. Yeah, I think some crafts yeah. and some really fun stuff for the kids, so. We're bringing the prize wheel down, too, Josh. Oh, prize wheel. Don't miss that. We got some fun Fun swag to give away. Swag. So don't let the cold weather deter you. Mm-mm. Bring the kids down. They'll love it. Make those formative memories of a lifetime with Santa. All <laughs> Mrs. right. Claus and the Grinch. Don't be late. Bring your kids, man. I think my favorite part about Winterfest is the tree lighting. Mm-hmm. I remember um, last year during the tree lighting, mm-hmm. I thought the tree wasn't going to light. There was some technical difficulties. We did have a, a moment, yeah. There was a moment. Um, we're going to try to remedy that this year. <laughs> but the tree will light. That was all part of the plan. Dramatic effect. Yeah. Let's just go with that. Build anticipation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost feel like that's what this whole show is, is building up anticipation, is mm-hmm. it not? We're just the hype mm-hmm. people, We I are. Think. And the, the informer people. Tell them about it and then hype it up. Hype it up. Absolutely. Right along. All right. Uh, so that's Winterfest. Yeah. Um, it's kind of related to Winterfest, but you know, it's it's sort of different. Our spotlight series. Mm-hmm. Um, live performances, music, good stuff. Similar to our Kent Summer Concerts. If you I'm sure, you know, if you haven't heard of our summer concerts or spotlight series by now, you've been living in Kent for a while. I don't know what you're doing. You need to go check out mm-hmm. one of those programs. Um, our magical strings. The annual awesome Celtic Yuletide concert is sold out. <gasps> what? So that's how you know that it's going to be popping. Woo! All right. Sold out. Sold. No tickets. Capital S for sold on sold and <laughs> O on out. All right. The <laughs> other Spotlight Series performance <laughs> is the Queen's cartoonist. The Queen sent them herself. Yeah. Um, they're going to be performing music from cartoons. So um, I imagine, you know, the cartoons will be like pl- like shown mm-hmm. and then they're going to be playing the music from mm-hmm. the show. So that's pretty cool. I love it. Um, they're going to pull from like 100 years of animation and it's going to be all synchronized and awesome. Thursday, December 14th at 7.30 p.m. Check it out the information and register at kentwa.gov slash spotlight series. Are you familiar with Steamboat Willie? Of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. So course. I all I can think of is them playing music to Steamboat Willie and some of those. I mean, I loved I Steamboat bet, Willie. I mm-hmm. would be willing to bet that they will be. Yeah. Unless, I don't know, Walt Disney send a team of lawyers to DMCA? <laughs> and said, uh, nope, I don't you can't do that. I'd like to Just see some. Just keep it on the down Of course. Right? Don't yep. tell Disney. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll be fun. Uh, we have winter craft activities happening at the Kent Historical Museum. They're going to make some winter-themed crafts, and you're welcome to drop by on their open hours to tour the museum and make something fun. It's two. Uh, the activity is free. It's two bucks to get into the museum. Kids under five and members are free. You can take out some time from that hustle and bustle and bring the whole family. That's going to happen on Friday, December 22nd. So perfect opportunity. That could be a really good Christmas gift for somebody in your family family too. So make that winter craft activity and 
wrap it up as a gift. Nothing like something you put together yourself with that TLC, you know? Lots of love that goes into those. Mm -hmm. All right, kind of moving away now from uh, some of these winter activities, we have some exciting updates on a few things. Um, There's big news from Moral Meadows Park. Phase two of construction is now well underway, so we're excited about that. There's going to be renovations complete early 2024. And if you're curious about what's happening at the project site and want to stay up to date with the construction progress, uh, go to EngageKentParks.com. You can get all of that information there. And then, of course, Show Walk is back since it's cold, it's rainy, it's dark, it is uh, frosty and Yes, and foggy. Uh, what a safe and reasonable way to do some exercise at Show Walk at Assesso Showwear Center. It's free. It's indoor walking program that offers that warm, dry place to get your walk on. All of the info on the times and the dates that you can participate online at kentwa.gov. So yeah, do some walking at Show Walk, particularly, you know, to gear up for your new year's resolution of being healthier. Mm-hmm. And if your new year's resolution is to be more involved in the city, we also have a great opportunity for you. I love it. Um, our bicycle advisory board is looking for new members. Uh, Tracy, you mentioned earlier that we had some new appointments to our diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging board. Mm-hmm. So people are lining up to get involved. Um, good stuff. So for the bicycle advisory board, you know, if you uh, ride a bike, biking or cycling enthusiasts, it'd be a great opportunity for you to uh, talk with staff, some of our elected officials, just about projects, policies, and things that affect bicycling conditions in Kent. Yeah. of is the place to go for that. You can sign up there or apply there. How about that? All right. And if you know someone that is an immigrant or refugee and new to the community, there is a friendly, welcoming ambassador that can connect you to some information and resources. They're doing this at the Kent Library on Tuesdays until December 19th from 530 to 730 in the evening. It is a drop-in service on Tuesdays. What a great way to just really not only learn about your community, but also help those that are new to our community too. Absolutely, Tracy. And we have so many different cultures and backgrounds here in Kent. I believe um, you, uh, they can help connect you to language translation resources and all kinds of good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, again, if you know someone or you are new to the community yourself, um, definitely check that out. So we have... I want to say a renowned chef in our presence today. There we go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Christina Aero Kiyosami is here to talk a little bit more about Taste of Kent. First off, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. We appreciate that. So one, let's get into a little bit about why Kent. Like what brought you here? Well, I came here uh, 20, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's from Hawaii, which I thought was very much like my the home that I grew up in. And then I came to Kent uh, for work and I decided that this is where I would live, you know. Uh, And I had no idea what Kent was at that time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All I knew was um, I wanted to experience four weathers, uh, four seasons, uh, spring, winter, fall and summer. And I had, I was tired of going around the island and um, winter, spring, summer and fall 
experiencing the same mm -hmm. tropical weather. So that's one of the reasons why I moved here too. <laughs> well, I love that you're here in Kent, but I also love the fact that you're a renowned cookbook author. So tell us a little bit about your Malaysian kitchen cookbook. The The Malaysian kitchen cookbook was uh, one of Amazon's top pick cookbooks of the year oh, uh, for nice. the last three years now. And um, it was uh, a book that during the time I was the Malaysian, former Malaysian food ambassador, for the United States, uh, we took Malaysian cuisine and we did a campaign around the country from Chicago to New York, California, San Francisco, Seattle, Miami. We wanted uh, Americans to bring Malaysian cuisine into their kitchens. Nobody knew about Malaysia and where Malaysia was. So um, the cuisine was introduced through to television, uh, the cooking channel one year uh, on cooking channel sharing just common things that people would love to eat in their home, but adding a little bit of ingredients that would make it Malaysian. So after the program and the campaign was done, the publishers reached out to me, Houghton Mifflin, and said, well, the program is done. Could you write the book? Nice. Yeah, so it was, it was very interesting because I've had all the recipes done and I took people on a culinary journey and I wanted... Um, I wanted the cookbook to also be like a culinary tapestry, bringing the history the culture and the geographical information uh, all into one place. Mm -hmm. So your culinary experience brought you here to Kent and now you're kind of passing it on to people here in Kent with the Taste of Kent series. So tell us a little <clears throat> bit about that. So all of this uh, ingredients that I wanted to do for my, to buy for my cooking classes, I just couldn't find them in Kent at all. So when the World Relief moved down to Kent, uh, and all the ethnic minority stores started um, sprouting in Kent and selling all this, you know, cooking, uh, what do you call it, food stuff. It was easier and easier for me to do my cooking classes. So uh, that started the taste of Kent, sharing not just the cuisine, but bringing my clients um to this brick and mortar stores and sharing with them that this is where I buy all my ingredients and you can too. Mm -hmm. Essentially opening up your quote unquote kitchen yes. to everyone yeah. to kind of experience <laughs> a little bit more of what Kent has to offer. Kent is such a gem. It's in, you know, a culinary hub. You know, it's like your passport to global flavors. But the people that are here in Kent, they've come a long ways, immigrants uh, who've decided to open a restaurant and to share with the world, with the community, with the city, the kind of food that their grandmothers and their mothers would cook. Mm -hmm. And so what we are offering, global flavors without the jet lag. So it's right here. It's it's amazing. I, I love it. Well, Christina, we appreciate you <coughs> taking the time to talk a little bit about Taste of Kent. I know that you have got some big plans for 2024. So we're excited to see you continue to grow and flourish and really educate a lot of our residents here in Kent about some of the amazing cuisine. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Kent Now listeners, we have a very special guest joining us today one of the premier food mm -hmm, blog mm -hmm. uh, and content creators in the area, Erica Diama. Mm -hmm. She runs a Kent and just Seattle, Western Washington food. Blogging. Blogging, I mean, Instagram, it's, it's all things yummy. Incredible <laughs> following that you have, Erica, but you also see some and get to experience some pretty incredible cuisine. 
Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. So should we tell our listeners how we, how did, how did we get to know Erica or, or get to know of her? Well, first off, our Cuisines of Kent, we are always looking for places to go. And so we stalk a lot of the uh, <laughs> the food bloggers here. Maybe peruse or browse. Of course. But no, stalking. Sure. It's straight stalking okay. is what it is. Because uh, I'm fangirling. It, yes. And, yeah, Tracy's fangirling. I really am fangirling. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing, though, Erica, you really get a taste of everything. You really get, I mean, everything from noodles to sushi to you were just recently at an oyster farm. Tell us about that experience. Yes. So I actually got invited to this event, um, Westland Whiskey, which um, their whiskeys are made here in the Pacific Northwest, Mm. but they're world renowned. They're an American single malt whiskey and they love partnering like with community, um, local brands and all that, which is very in line with what I like to do mm-hmm. also is, you know, promote local brands. So anyways, they got to invite me to that event. We went to their, like their rooms in Skagit Valley where they have like the barrels where they store the whiskeys. We had like some whiskey tasting. And then after that, we went to Taylor Shellfish Farms. Um, mm-hmm. And if you guys haven't been to Taylor Shellfish Farms, I highly suggest going there to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like a restaurant where you can order food. You can buy seafood. And it's just like really beautiful over there. Like you just get the fresh seafood, very delicious. Um, And then, yeah, we had a dinner there and drank more whiskey. (laughs) Nice. That sounds like a great time. Definitely. Get some good content, hang out. So Erica, I'm curious, like how how does someone and how did you kind of get into, how did this even start? So this started, I'd say maybe around 2016, 2017. Okay. I was just like, oh, I need something like creative. So I was like, oh, I want to do photography. So I started Instagram. And at first I was posting like some travel pics, um, outfit pics, food pics. But then I later on, it just all turned into pretty much food. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm going to create a separate account for food. So then I started doing my food blog. It, w- it used to be called Sea Taste Test because like Seattle taste test. But then I I really wanted to show more of um, not just like the Seattle food because there's just so much great like hidden gems and cuisine like Mm -hmm. in all the other cities. I just kind of Mm -hmm. changed the Seattle to Erica. So it's not confusing. I can just like cover. Right, there you (laughs) go. Like cover more places. Mm -hmm. Um, So then, yeah, so it just started as like me wanting it to be like a creative outlet and just like sharing food. But then I, as I started like gaining an audience on Instagram, I realized that, oh, I'm actually helping people. Like I'm helping like the people who follow me, like discover new places to mm-hmm. eat. And at the same time, like I'm also helping like these local businesses um, who don't really have a social media presence, mm-hmm. um, help them like with their business. So I'm like, oh, nice. this is like kind of cool. I get to eat, do fun stuff, um, stuff that I love and help people at the same time so that's so cool that just kind of yeah like starts off from you know you're interested (laughs) you're passionate about it and then i guess the you know you just produced such great content that resonates with people i mean i know when i when we were looking through the local influencers and i saw you in there i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna have to go to every single one of these restaurants Mm -hmm. because erica makes it look so good (laughs) absolutely (laughs) thank you so much so what goes into creating your food blog i mean do you just shoot everything by yourself do you have somebody to help you and then like how long does it take to essentially create the post and post it i do have a partner that um i go with that helps me shoot content 
and helps me eat the food because mm-hmm. <laughs> of course I can't um, I can't eat all of that. So I think the process really starts with me just picking out um, the restaurant. So either through Yelp or Google or Instagram or maybe just someone recommending something, and then I'll pick from that, mm-hmm. and then I'll visit the restaurant, and then usually to shoot and eat, maybe it takes me about an hour and a half to two hours, like okay. including the eating sure. and like the shooting, like editing the content. It depends on on like what I'm trying to do. If like sure. I'm trying to do like a voiceover, then I think I'll take maybe an hour and a half okay. to two hours, like editing, doing the voiceovers and all that. Mm-hmm. Just kind of varies. Oh, that's crazy. And sometimes it's like, Oh, if I'm not very familiar with a the cuisine, then I'll do more research. So I make sure that I'm saying the right things right. about it. But like, for example, like Filipino food, then that's very easy for me because I already know what I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, I try to <laughs> be as accurate as I can. I like, appreciate that. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, Erica, you've actually had the opportunity to come to Kent a couple times to cover some restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bag of Crab, Biblios, Imperial Garden. Um I, I guess we're just curious, like, what made what, what about those restaurants stood out to you? Okay, let me start with Biblos. They actually reached out to me um, okay. Okay. Um, to see if I'd love to, if I want to come check them out. Because I think they saw another post that I did. Um, I think it was a Renton restaurant. It was a Turkish Renton restaurant where they had um, skewers and things like that. And they were like, oh you should try ours too because they also had like these kebabs Ooh. and they were like, oh, if you haven't had Iraqi food yet, you should come check us out. And I haven't had Iraqi food yet. So <laughs> obviously I wanted to go try it. So I stopped by and it's actually inside this like grocery store. And those are like the kinds of places that I really love mm-hmm. visiting. Ooh. It's like you won't even expect anything to be good. Um, hiding in there and then all of a sudden stuff you've had all week yeah yeah. gems exactly like like this 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 butcher shop like they sell like all halal meat they get fresh meat they don't freeze it and then like all of their food like is made fresh daily like so so that was that that was really good so if you haven't had a chance to go there definitely recommend checking that out and something i think that's really cool too like with biblos after visiting because my video did um pretty good for for them so they you know started getting more customers coming in and they were like looking for this platter that I had on my video <laughs> which wasn't really like something like on the menu it's not like a set mm. combo oh, it was okay. just kind of like oh I want to try this this gotcha. and that okay. so they made me like my own platter for Stop. my video oh, so nice. I guess people like started going and asking for like that platter on the video <laughs> so <laughs> so I think now it's part of the menu oh, <laughs> like, oh, like, wow. like the family platter oh, I love that's that. wow that's wow. pretty cool. Center right there. We Look at love that, that influence. There's actually a lot of gems here in Kent. I yeah. feel there like there really is. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, that's why we, you know, we launched the whole Cuisines of Kent series. You know, it started as just photos, but then mm-hmm. as TikTok and Reels gained popularity and just got more and more pervasive, and we got more people and a team, we were like, you know what, we should be doing this on video. Uh, and you know, yeah. the big focus of that series is just showing the sheer variety of different cultural foods, and so. It's really great that, you know, there's just so much content out there and great producers of that content like you, Erica, that just help shine that light on these small businesses and um, their stories and just 
the yumminess. Yeah, the yummy, <laughs> yumminess. The yumminess. We love yeah. that. Well, we really appreciate you coming to Kent and uh, talking with us. We're really excited to see what you have next. And uh, and let us know next time you're in Kent because we want to go with you. Just say. Let's do it. Yeah, you'll probably find me at, I'm always at um, Gold... That Great Wall. Great okay. Wall Mall. Because yep. oh, yep. they just have like a bunch so of... So much good stuff there. Do you um, uh, like a plug for your social? Yeah. I, I don't know exactly what oh. your handle is. Yes. Um, so my social handle on Instagram and TikTok is Erica, E-R-I-K-A dot taste, T-A-S-T-E dot test, T-E-S-T. There you go. We love it. Well, I'm going to continue fangirling. And uh, thank you for coming to be a part of Kent now. Thank you so much for having Appreciate me. It, Erica. Thank you. And now it's time for my favorite part of the pod. Your favorite part? Favorite part. Why would that be? Because you come with such a wealth of knowledge. You're like the historian for the pod. The Play historian. the open. Play, Play it. it. Jeez, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> okay, on this week's Did You Know, uh, we're going to be learning something, uh, some cool stuff. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we've been talking a lot about the holidays and, you know, where do we imagine a lot of our Kent residents get their Christmas trees if they get real ones? Cause those seem to be going out of style. But if you are getting Never. a real one, where, where do you, where would you go in Kent? What's the first thing you think of? Uh, Carpenitos. Carpenitos, obviously. Duh. Right. So we're going to be talking about Carpenitos today. I love it. Love it. So we all, you know, you might've drove and Driven by the farm, heard about them, seen any of their products. Uh, Carpenito Brothers has a long and rich history here in Kent. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Do you want to start again? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Carpenito Brothers has a long and rich history here in Kent. Mm -hmm. Goes back about 50 years. Brothers Mike and Dan Carpenito began... Uh, from humble beginnings, right? It. You can picture this in your mind. Mm -hmm. You can, can kind of see this. What's well, I haven't said it yet, so you can't see it yet. But when I say it, you'll be able to, to see it. <laughs> <laughs> they began farming vegetables on their family farm just off of Central Avenue here in Kent. Uh, they had an interest in farming that was sparked by their local FFA. Oh! Future Farmers of America. Wow! Look at that. I love it's right there in the name, Future Farmers. Mm -hmm. And then they they started farming. So I th that was a good name. Good yeah. job on that. So they decided to start growing and selling pumpkins and corn to locals passing by in the fall way back 50 years ago. I think of it when every time we go to Carbonitos, uh, one, their flocking on their Christmas tree is on point. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I when do. I say, okay. Some people are like, wait, what is that? Well, it's, tell our listeners. So flocking is, flocking? flocking is when you like spray fake snow on the tree to make it look like you have a Christmas tree that just got snowed on. Hmm. I and like it. It's um like I don't it, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like silly string, but not. Yeah. Is that a good explanation? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But so, I feel like there should be rules. Okay, like, like why? So here's what I think. Mm -hmm. I think if you have like a white or snowy or tinsel mm -hmm. that's also flocked or stuff like that, mm -hmm. like you're allowed to have a flocked tree. But if you just have like normal, maybe not normal, but you know, kind of more warm color okay. Christmas decorations, okay. like reds and browns and 
uh, greens and all that, and you just randomly throw in that white silver that tree weird. that just stands at, like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? I don't know. That's you can't just, have both. No, it, the color palette doesn't work. It doesn't work. No. I'm either I'm either in a winter wonderland or a cozy, warm environment. Not both. Why are you laughing? Because you guys are funny. <laughs> no, I mean I agree with him. We both are on that same color palette. You know, I mean <laughs> you're gonna have the you're gonna have the soft white, if not light, with the browns and the reds. I get this. Mm -hmm. I, I see it. I see it. Um, but when you have a flocked tree, I think of icy blue. I think of white silver, like winter queen energy or something. Elsa. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or um, the, ice the Narnia lady. Oh, yeah. She was the evil one. <laughs> yeah. That one hurt too. Yes. I, oh, no, is, there, I is there more than one? Uh, no. Mm, I don't think so. I think I know who you're talking about. I just don't know who the... the is that a the Christmas name. movie? The what, Lion, the Witch, the Wardrobe? Yeah. I think it, kind, I think it could be. Just because it has snow doesn't mean it's a Christmas Stop movie. Stop it. You know what? You know, Kyle. Kyle <laughs> <laughs> leave I, it alone. I feel like I remember Christmas being involved. Okay, anyway, we're... Back, back to the story. Okay. We're not done yet. Please. We are not done yet. Finish. Time went on. Oh. As and as the time went on, and uh, you know, it was a hobby um, of Mike and Dan, and <laughs> it flourished into a business idea. I love it. So uh, after they they started off with a small roadside farm stand mm -hmm. uh, up the ground in the same spot where they grew vegetables as younger boys, and then. At some point along this history, the community's demand for local farm fresh produce um, really kicked their roadside stand into high gear mm. that, that needed to meet demand. So with their business growing and uh, as it says online, their dreams thriving, oh. they continued to acquire more land in the famous Kent Valley. We are the, famous. Are we famous? Uh, yes, we're totally famous. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. I'll, we'll take that. Because the soil is known to be the most fertile farmland throughout the nation. I mean... Some of the most, maybe not the most, but... When's the last time you went to the Carpenito Brothers farm or their stand and saw mm -hmm. puny vegetables? Never. You don't. No. You just don't. They're huge. Exactly. I mean, hey, we didn't... We weren't the hops capital of the West and lettuce capital of the world, world for no reason. <laughs> I hate having these Invisalign in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today, Mike and Dan, along with their sons, have expanded their crop selection from their humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. uh, and the farm now includes over 40 varieties of farm fresh vegetables, mm. hand harvested from over 800 acres. Wow. That's a lot of acres. That is a large piece of I land. Mean, that, must, that must just be so cool. Like, you know, as a kid, two, you, you and your brother, you're just selling some pumpkins and then fast forward several decades and you just got a 800 acre farm like that's that's american dream right there absolutely shouts out to uh to mike and dan the homies so despite the industrialization of kent you know obviously we're uh pretty uh heavy on the uh, manufacturing mm -hmm. and distribution systems and transportation and all of that good stuff uh, carbonito bros has remained as really one of the last remaining farmlands in the Green River Valley, helping to, you know, just preserve that historic nutrient-rich soil that fed the Puget Sound and beyond for over 160 years. A lot, it, of, a lot of good stuff to eat and Christmas trees to buy. And if you were uh, making jack-o'-lanterns, mm -hmm. you might have been down there. Sure. Getting a 
pumpkin. What do you want, Kyle? He just wants you to wrap it up so he can oh think the closing. God. <laughs> and now you know. Now you know. If you're going to Carpinitos right after work, what's the first thing you're buying? I was going to say what time of season. It, um... Okay. I'm not sure what's in season. Okay, now. What, if are they, what are they got? Um, okay, so right now it's all fall, if not winter, vegetables. So think of zucchinis. Uh, I believe there are Brussels sprouts. Oop, they've got asparagus. When I go to Carbonito Brothers, I get beauty bark. We've got Fuji apples. We've got the Honeycrisp apples. We've got beets, Brussels sprouts, cabbage. Red potatoes, rest potatoes, Yukon potatoes, lots of squash. That's definitely what I'm getting. I'm getting potatoes. Potatoes? Get some taters. Yeah, I, I concur. If I'm going down there, I'm going to load up on the taters and make all kinds of tater foods. Okay. Mashed yep. taters. Mashed taters. Scallop taters. Tater. Fried taters. Sticks. Got tater tots. Tater pie. <laughs> tater pie? Tater bread. Mm -hmm. You ever have like a good shepherd's pie? Mm -hmm. No. Amen. Do you make no? one? Do you make one? Um, I feel like anyone can make one. You put mashed potatoes in it, right? Do, is yeah. that what? Is that what it is? That's literally what it is. It's basically it's yeah. Shepherd's pie is like a thick uh, chicken. It's like chicken pot pie with all the fillings of chicken pot pie and like a chicken broth, thick gravy, okay. and then you blop on. Uh, mashed potatoes. How does that go again? Blop, blop. You blop on. Blop, blop. Got it. Like instead of doing like a like a chicken pop or like a chickens and dumplings, instead of putting the rolls, you know you, how you lob in rolls there, you just lob in globs of uh, mashed taters and then bake it for a little bit. I always think of shepherd's pie as something like lamb. They put lamb you can in do it. Lamb. No, I mean, you can do any meat. No. Yeah, you can do anything. I remember. Uh, I wouldn't the, do the, fish. The Boy Scout camp I worked at. Um, you know, we'd make industrial quantities of food, right? <laughs> yeah. For the Boy Scouts. For the masses. Right. So <laughs> there would be like extras, right? Like not anything that was out and had been served already or right. touched or eaten. And we had one of our chefs, or you know, like the main chef, mm -hmm. uh, every week would take all of the leftovers throughout the week that was served to the scouts, like the extra food, and make a shepherd, like a giant shepherd's pie for the oh. staff hmm. uh, on the weekends because the scouts were like not there anymore. Right. Right. Um, and that slapped. Every single staff member was foaming at the mouth to have that every week. It was, yeah. I don't know what they, what they did, what they put in there, but it was so good. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's my shepherd's I'm gonna pie have to, story. I'm going to have to try that. Obviously, you can't have that you with should. fish. So no. I would probably... Just don't put chicken in there. Or meat. Or meat. Yeah, just don't put meat in there. So then you I need to You still need think, like chicken broth. It's like a chicken gravy. Can you do it with like a vegetable broth? Yeah, for okay. sure. I'm sure you could. Yeah, absolutely. You think it'd be okay with tofu? I don't like tofu. Mm -hmm. Tofu takes on the flavor <laughs> of everything you True. cook it with. It right? does, yeah. I don't know. I feel like shepherd's pie might be hard to make without meat. I've never done it with tofu. I could probably buy the um, plant-based like meat crumbles. Oh yeah, that'd yeah. Be fine. You need something like solid and meaty texture in there. Okay. Can you, you like, do, like yeah, or like those different types of mushrooms that are you know have a meat <gasps> texture? Oh, cremini mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, like yeah shin, mushrooms, chanterelles. Mm. You know those types. What about of things? green green beans? Could you, yeah, totally. Carrots, I love them. Green beans, carrots, and corn go in corn, it. Corn, yep. And potato <gasps> chunks of potato go in it. Okay. Anyways. I I will report back after the first of the year. I'm going to learn how to make a shepherd's pie. Ooh, I'm excited. It's delicious. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Okay. It's great. Yeah, it's really good. 
I guess we should say that this is the last episode of 2023. It is. It's been quite a year. It has. That it has. We've we've <laughs> that it has. It has. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've learned a lot. We've excelled a lot. And now you get a whole bunch of our outtakes for the very final episode of Kent Now for the year. So if you need a giggle on your commute, something something to play in the background while you're making food, while you're cooking your shepherd's pie. Yep. Um, there you go. You're gonna love it. Out. Lots of love. In the meantime, live, laugh, and love. Uh, always. Even. Mm-hmm. It's under the Tuscan sun. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I guess we're wrapping things up for 20. What you, what you want? You just want to just end it? No, Fine, Kyle. End, just end it. End it, with Christmas. end it. Oh, you're going to end it with Christmas music. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. That's fair. We can do that. Thanks for joining us all year. Yep. It was Hope fun. You enjoy and have a wonderful holiday season. Take care. Godspeed. There. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>